0: The Woods Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Woods. And this is the end of the woods podcast. If somebody overheard you listening to this podcast, God forbid you felt that level of shame and embarrassment. Um, You know, you're sitting in a cubicle and because I play that shit loud, you know me, I play that shit loud. And somebody hears and they're like, what are you, what are you listening to? You getting fired up for something over there? That's, that goes hard. You're getting fired up. What what are you listening to over there? Oh, it's this guy. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, and they're like, what? Is he gonna try to like, is he gonna get you motivated? Is he gonna get you pumped up? Is he, you know, getting ready to go to the gym after this? And you you would go, no, (laughs) no. He's just gonna tell some dick jokes and maybe talk about the like of Jeffrey Dahmer and so forth. And, uh, yeah, and they would they would slowly sink back into their cubicle and go, oh, uh, all right, man, it's good seeing you. And Then you'd realize why no one ever asked you to go to lunch when you're at work, huh? Isn't that a sinking feeling when nobody ever asks you to go to lunch? You ever been there? When everyone's just getting their lunch plans together and you're like, oh, me and, but you're too you're too afraid, you're too scared to get up and be like, can I come? Can I go to lunch? Ooh. And then you have to sit back down because, like, no, you're just going to eat that packed lunch. You're going to go home to a girlfriend that doesn't love you, but you just lie to yourself. How was work today? And you go, fine. Oh, yeah? Did you do anything? No. Well, they're paying you to do something, are they? Not really. What do you What do you mean, not really? I just look at spreadsheets all day. But I'm in the greatest economy in the world, man. And you know what? As long as that check clears, brother. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, speaking of being afraid um, and love, I'm going to go turn this fan off because I'm stupid and I leave it on every fucking time. You might not be able to hear it, um, but I hear it, and that's all that matters because this is about me, and this is the show about me. This is the End of the Woods podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods. Uh, another week come and gone. I have an email. I want to get started with that, speaking of people who are afraid. Got this email saying, um, hey, Ryan, love the show. Thank you. Now, don't kick me off the wedding list, oh boy, but do you think that you, why aren't you married yet? Do you think it's, why am I not married yet? Do you think it has something to do with the phrase that men see marriage as the end and women see marriage as the beginning? Please don't kick me off the wedding list again, love the podcast, talk to you soon. Um, Thanks. You are off the list, by the way, just so you know, I don't even... You know, I haven't even started putting the list together, but just know you won't be on it. So that's one less gift you have to buy. It's one less outfit you have to wear. So, you know, I'm doing you a favor by not inviting you. One less plate you have to purchase. How much do you think the plate costs? $60? Should we get them this KitchenAid? They really are going to need a mixer that they're never going to use. You know, she said one time she wanted to bake cookies, so we just kept, we got her a mixer. Then you see her at Thanksgiving. Did you guys use the mixer? No, we haven't used the mixer. Why, why, you haven't, oh, we've just been so busy. Oh, you haven't gotten around to using the mixer? No, because who the fuck uses a mixer? I'm not, I'm not cooking for a a goddamn army. I'm not. What do I need a mixer for? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a baker. You know, I'm not a freaking, what do I look like? Keebler elf? What a shitty reference, huh? Jesus Christ. You know, eventually I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get funny someday. And when I do, <laughs> oh boy, if I ever get funny, if if I ever get funny, it's over for you. Know that. Know that you're all screwed if I ever get funny, if I ever figure this out. And don't make references to keebler Elves. But anyways, back to your email. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it has something to do with that saying. That's a good saying, though. Men see marriage as the end. Women see it as the beginning. That's fun. Um, I will say these past few weeks have been tough for the whole, when am I going to get married conversation? Um, you know, not to get too personal, but it just feels like, uh, it just feels like life is falling away. I don't know if if it is just me or if it's everybody, maybe you guys can all chime in, but do you ever wake up and you're just old? Do you ever just wake up and all of a sudden, like you're, you're getting asked these questions like, when are you going to get married? Oh, hey, so and is having a kid. Hey, we're moving out, and like I did the moving out one, we're moving into a house. Like, oh, we have to do this, this, and it's like, oh, um, I didn't know I was old. Like, I thought I was still young, and so I didn't, I didn't know that all this was part of it. And what I think is funny is everyone seems to be in such a rush too. This why I tell people, and it sounds like I'm making an excuse. I know a lot of single guys can be pumping their fists after this one. But it's in like, or guys that are in relationships that really don't want to get married because they're afraid of commitment. And that's not what I'm doing here. Okay. I'm being honest with myself where I feel like I'm, everyone's in a rush and I feel like I'm behind. And I will bring you back to a story. I remember I was getting ready to go to college, right? I was going to go from Lakeland Community College to Cleveland State University. And I know what you're all thinking Ryan, you were going to go to a public university, you were going to go to a state school. I know gross right I would I would never you know I came to my senses I woke up right you know I had to get knocked over the head a few times and I remember I was sitting in that guy's office and I was he's like well like he was trying to have a conversation with me because we're getting the classes together and he was like getting me started on all these things and he goes well like what do you like what what do you want to get out of school and everything and I'm like well I don't remember when this was I think it might have been 2019 so like a lot of my friends were graduating college and I was just getting into my four-year university, and I remember going to him, like, I feel like I'm so far behind. I just feel like I'm so far behind, and he goes, why? Why do you feel behind? He's like, well, because people are graduating, and I'm just getting ready to... He's like, you're not behind. He's like, let me ask you this. Do you remember kids in high school going from high school classes, and they're going to take college courses, and they graduate high school with a two-year degree, and I go, yeah, those kids were smart, and he goes, yeah, they were, but you're going to miss being high school age. You might not miss high school, but you'll miss being high school age at a certain point. And I go, oh, I was like 19. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking miss being high school age. I was, what? how old was I in 2019? 21? Jesus. Um, 20, depending on what time of year. But then he was like, well, that wouldn't be right either. How fucking old would I have been? 22? Yeesh uh, anyways, <laughs> see, I still think I'm young. That's the problem. And he, but then he goes, and then in college, remember when people like rush through college and they like, graduated early and I go, yeah, he's like, well, they're going to miss being in college. Like you'll miss it someday. You might not miss it now. and You might not want to be in it right now, but you'll miss it. You know, you'll, you'll miss having none of these responsibilities. So what are you in a rush for? Like you're just getting started. You'll miss every past season. And I don't know if that was a good thing he told me, because now I, I say all that to say that I think I worry about missing something. And it's not that I'm missing out or it's not that I don't love Dana enough or any of this. It's just that what are we in a rush for? Like, what, what is so wrong with what we're doing? You know, we're working on different things. We got different things going on. Like, we're working on this house where we got to get a fucking guy out here to do the bathroom. And we just have so much shit going on or that we want to get done. Like, why do we have to complicate it? Like, why does it have to get, like, I know it all sounds like excuses, but it all makes sense in my head, and maybe that's why I'm stupid. You know, maybe I'm just stupid, dude, I don't know. You know, that, that seems like a logical answer here. Ryan, actually, you're just a, like, I don't know, imagine if the roles were flipped, imagine if a guy, a girl was like, I mean, maybe it happens, so you just walk up to Dana, every time you see her, poke her in the belly, when are you gonna get pregnant? We actually don't have sex, so, no, sex? <laughs> Do we <it's> totally... <laughs> Yeah, dude, I do that. For sure. I'm always... Yeah, no. Dude, I love it. Sex? I can... I'm doing that all the... Honestly, we're doing it too much. (laughs) You know what's the worst part about this podcast? Is I think that I have learned about myself. That all of my jokes are really funny to me. Um, I think that all of them are... There's this, you know, compilation of of jokes that I put together where I'm like, damn, this is hilarious to me. And then I tell them, and I'm like, well, no one's going to find that funny. For example, um, I think having wooden golf club heads on my driver, my hybrid club, and my um, three wood is fucking hilarious. But then you tell people that, like, don't know me or you know, are like, hey, let's go golfing. And I'm like, okay, gotta warn you, I have wooden clubs or something. And they go, why? Why do you have those? And I, I go, oh, but it'd be way less funny if I was just bad with regular clubs like you. I'm bad with wooden clubs. So, and I, and they go, yeah, but like, you could get better. And I go, yeah, but it wouldn't be, like the joke would be ruined. And like, there's no joke. I'm like maybe not to you, you fucking square. But anyways, yeah, man, another week gone by. Speaking another meant speaking of another person de- dealing with a lot of shit. Uh, I watched that Jeffrey Dahmer. Me, Jeffrey Dahmer, same same. I watched that Jeffrey Dahmer um, show on Netflix, and usually I'm not into serial killer shit because I feel like it makes them. I don't know. It's one of those weird stances I have. Like, I don't eat pork, and I also don't like serial killers. Because I feel like it, it, puts them on a pedestal that they probably don't deserve, and it really forgets about the it forgets about the uh, victims. But I feel like this show is really was really good. Um, we're five episodes in, and uh, you know I feel bad for a young Jeffrey. I do not feel bad for adult Jeffrey. Guy was drugging people. He killed that one motherfucker in the in the hotel, and I gotta admit, if again, just like the Manty Teo thing. The Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix show. The Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix show would be hilarious if he didn't murder and eat those people. It'd be really funny because the cops were hilarious. Like, they saw that there was this gay thing going on, very late 80s, early 90s gay fear of getting AIDS. And they were like, you know, AIDS. And the cops were like, can we come in? Will we catch anything? And I look over at Dana, I was like, they're afraid of catching AIDS. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, they think AIDS is airborne. Or, like, gay people are just radiating AIDS, so they didn't want to go in his apartment and find dead bodies and whatever. So, and they also didn't believe that one black guy, because they were super racist, even though he drugged the shit out of them. Dude, he would drug the shit out of these people. Like, insane. Like, this guy took two sips of coffee. I don't know if it was dramatized. I don't know the whole story but he was killing him in his aunt's fruit cellar or his grandma's fruit cellar. He was going to give that guy a jump on his car battery. He's like, you want to see the fruit cellar? No, I thought you were going to jump my car. No, I got to show you the fruit cellar so I could shove your butt. He was really sloppy, but nobody... His dad, his dad, super homophobic. He's getting ready to confess these gay. He's like, we'll get you into Ohio State. How about that? How about you shut the fuck up about this gay thing? We'll get you into Ohio State. And then he just never goes to class. And he's like, Dad, I'm getting... No, you're going to the Army. Saying, I'm ge- going to the Army. That's right. You're getting your ass to the Army. And then he goes to the Army and gets discharged because he's an alcoholic. Super into drinking. Good for him. Just Budweiser. Just crushing buds. Love that dude. He's just... You know, you feel bad, but you also don't. I actually don't feel bad for this serial killer. Dana was like, "Remember when you didn't want me to watch the Ted Bundy tapes?" I'm like, "Well, Ted Bundy's a, c- a scumbag." Like, What's the difference in Jeffrey Dahmer? I'm like, I don't know. We'll find out together, huh? Maybe we'll watch that one next. Maybe we'll watch all this true crime shit. I don't know. We'll watch it all. The fuck, I look like giving a damn about stupid true crime, stupid serial killers. Just murdering people, dude, and then he just go. No one, no one's the wiser. He's he's hoarding. He has that head of that one guy he killed in the hotel. Christ on the cross, you know. Just a, you know, I. Here's my dilemma. Racism and homophobia. Homophobia, um, really kept Jeffrey Dahmer. Really kept him going. Um, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff, man. I really have no other thoughts about it, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, some people you don't expect. And he really lured these guys in, though. Just people from all ages. You know, you look up these, these addicts. Or you're basically all addicts or gay. He was going to bathhouses, drugging them, leaving them there. That's the crazier part. Just leave these drugged out dudes. Would he? F- now, did he fuck them? <laughs> Was Jeffrey Dahmer fucking him? Was? This is going to get me on a list, huh? Jeffrey Dahmer, left-handed? What the fuck does it matter? Oh, that's one of those things where, like, left-handed people think they're special. Was Jeffrey Dahmer left-handed? Uh, Who's your favorite left-handed? This is Left-Hander's Day. I think I'm left-handed when it comes to, like, swinging a bad. Is being ambidextrous hurtful? What the fuck? Was Jeffrey Dahmer banging... This is going to get me on. Banging his victims. Here we go. Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer readily admitted... Do you understand how bad I am at reading out loud? Um, admitted to engaging in necrophilia with several of his victims' bodies, including performing sexual acts with their... Sexual acts with their by Syria as he dismembered their bodies in the bathtub. Yeesh. Yeah, so I guess he was fucking them. Yeesh. I could be a little bit more delicate about that, but also, I mean... Couldn't he have been a little bit more delicate? Hey, I'm here all week. Oh, jeez. What else do I got this week, huh? I got, uh... We're talking baseball on the podcast for the first time, I feel like all season. I was really into baseball this year. Super into the baseball playoffs. No there is nothing like the baseball playoffs. I think the hockey playoffs, especially late in game late and close games. I think those match the intensity, but the baseball playoffs, everything is intense, especially when you have to watch 15 innings of a 0-0 game on a Saturday afternoon and you're like, "Jesus." Jesus, huh? baseball, riveting. Dana was gone all day. She's like, what did you do while I was gone? Well, I did the laundry, cleaned the bathroom, watched this baseball game. She's like, oh, when did it start? I was like, noon. She's like, it's five. I'm like, yep. She sat down and literally hit that home run. Oscar Gonzalez hit a home run. We've been looking for a big outfielder for years here in town. Finally got one. He was homegrown. Literally did we know he was under our nose the whole time. All right, so we have the Phillies and the the Braves. The Dodgers and the Padres. The Mariners, first time since 2001. And the Astros and the Guardians and the Yankees. The big, bad Yankees, huh? I fucking hate the Yankees. I don't know if I hate the Yankees or if I just hate their scummy fans. Who, by the way, Yankee fan, hey, Yankee fan. Aaron Judge hits 62 homers. And they celebrate like, it's the real record. It's the real record. Yeah? You had four PD users on that 2009 World Series team. Can we have that ring back now? Can we... Are we going to do that? Are we going to retroactively go back in time and take away World Series? Because you think that Aaron Judge hitting 62 isn't impressive as Barry Bonds. The ball still went over the fence. Okay? Okay. He hit seventy what three, so Aaron Judge fell twelve short of the record. Sixty two is a hell of an accomplishment. How are, how are we sure he's not juicing? All of a sudden, he's just going to be sitting sixty homers a year. Next year, when he hits thirty two, and he bats two two twenty four, making sixty million dollars a year, that'll be a really sh- real shock, huh? Especially when the Guardians beat the crap out of them in the playoffs this year. And another thing about baseball, another thing about baseball and your stats. I'm watching these games, and they're like, "Wow, that ball came off the bat at 104 miles an hour." And where did it go? It landed in the mitt of an outfielder that didn't have to move. I'm tired of seeing like launch angle and bat speed. And, you know, off the bat and and speed thrown across the field. I'm tired of these advanced stats that they think are cool. They're like, this is what people want. These advanced stats. Or like when they show on football, they have the, it's good from 62 yards away. But it was a 50-yard kick. It's like, okay, well, he didn't kick it from 62. Was it good? Okay. Because Jose Ramirez hit a home run, I think it was like 101 miles an hour off the bat. And it was like, league average is 103. And I texted somebody, and I go, hey, that home run doesn't count. It was below league average. And they go, what? I'm like, below league average off the bat. The advanced stats doesn't count for two runs. It's only one and a half. (laughs) And they go, oh, (laughs) or like this guy throws it. He's got the spin rate. Baseball and sports are very simple games. Baseball and sports in general are very simple games. Baseball, probably one of the more simple games in the world. Guy stands on a dirt hill, and he's throwing it at a guy who's holding a 32 to 34 inch piece of wood. And he's got a leather ball in his hand. And he's going to throw it. And that guy's trying to hit it where the eight fielders and the one catcher aren't. I don't know why we need all these silly stats about how hard somebody throws from the outfield to the second baseman. And the guy is safe. Hey, that ball came off the bat at 108 miles an hour. And it was a ground ball the second base, and that's a routine out. Or like in football, when these guys just won't take the points anymore. Looking at you, Cleveland Browns and Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. Just having a smart guy off. Who's going to be the smartest dumbass? Is it going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski? Or or is it going to be Brandon Staley, who is like, yeah, actually, we'll go for it on fourth down. Because the numbers say, and I know what people say, well, if he gets it, he looks like a genius. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess if he gets it, he looks like a genius. But if he doesn't, he looks like a dumbass. And that's what he looks like. Am I not allowed to say, like, I hate when these people say, well, the analytics say, what does the game say? What does the game you're playing say? These games are played by human beings. Like in baseball, I think Aaron Judge didn't get a home run for, I hate when they go for it. Okay, this is what I hate the most about football right now. They're on the four-yard line and it's fourth and goal. They've run three plays from the four-yard line. They've all been either an incomplete pass or a stuffed run. I guess those are the only two outcomes, or a failed screen play. And there's three plays. Your offense cannot get any points. So what would the logical conclusion be? Take three points or not get it and have the momentum swing. Oh, but Ryan, you might be able to flip the field or you might not be able to flip the field because their offense, with all the rules now, they just need to run one quick slant or a quick out and there's a holding call and then you lost 10 to 15 yards. And now guess what? You didn't flip the field. Now your defense is on its heels and you're going backwards. So I'm tired of this not taking the points. Why even employ a kicker? Oh, because he can then miss massive kicks the rest of the game, how awesome would that be? And in baseball, they show me a stat that's like, hey, most of the runs, most teams that hit more home runs in the playoffs are winning. It was like teams that hit a home run, two home runs a game, or it's like three home runs a game, they win sixty four percent of the time, or seventy four percent. And I sent, I of that, sent it to a group chat I'm in, and said, wow. You mean to tell me the team that hits the ball over the fence the most wins most of the time? That's fucking crazy. That, that's like when they come on Sunday Night Football and they're doing the pregame show. And they're like, well, what are the keys to the game? I think if they run the ball really well, control the clock, and uh, play good defense, they'll get a win today. Or in other words, if they score more points than their opponent they will win the game. In basketball, they need to make their three-pointers. Really, they need to make their 3 If they make more three-pointers than the other team, they're going to win. Okay, that guy just got paid $150,000 to say that. I, I don't understand why we have to have so much... Like It, it almost pushes me away from baseball. Like I love the playoffs. I rarely watch the regular season. Like I can't sit through a whole regular season. If a game is close in like the seventh inning in the regular season, I'll definitely tune it on turn it on. Tune in. Tune it on. Ryan, you idiot. But not when it's not when it's gonna be important like that. Like, not when it's just gonna be a boring 7 0 home home victory. Who gives a shit? So, you know. Normal wisdom would say the Yankees are going to beat the Guardians, the Astros are going to beat the Mariners, the Dodgers are going to beat the Padres, and the Braves are going to beat the Phillies. But rarely is that how it works out. Somebody always crashes the party, so why not the Guardians? Why not us? Why not win a World Series for the first time in, I don't know, how many fucking years has it been? 70-something? 80-something? Does it matter? Just win one, would you? Or we could just be like the Yankees and count all those World Series before the before the sport was integrated, and they were just buying all the good players. Looking at you, Montreal Canadiens. Hey, I won all these World Series before black people could drink from the same water fountain. Uh, okay. Hey, we won all these Stanley Cups when when nobody but French people would play for us. All the French people play for nobody but us. Oh, um, okay. Uh, That sounds a little weird, right? No, 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 we would just just buy their team. Like, I remember when Jean Beliveau, I think the story was that Jean Beliveau played for a team in Quebec, and he didn't want to play for the Canadians, and so the Canadians were like, actually, we'll just buy your team and we'll just make you play for us. And so uh, they did. And that's that's hockey, baby. That's hockey in the uh, pre-World War II. When did John Beliveau play hockey? John Beliveau. I'm going to spell it wrong. John Beliveau. Beliveau. John Beliveau played hockey. He died in 2014 uh, from 1950 to 1971, so, yeah, the standard league, tried to sign him to a contract, he was like, no, I'm good, then they bought his team, look it up, kids, how about you read a fucking book, all right, that's your assignment this week, am I reading any books, I was reading I'd Like to Play Alone by Tom Segura, I was listening to it, you guys know I don't have time to fucking read, dude, right? You know nobody's fucking actually reading books. They're all fucking liars, right? You, guys, you guys are on, you guys are on board with that, right? Yeah, they. I think they were playing for the Quebec Aces, and he, they just bought. I think they might have bought the league. That might be true. Belleville was already a star. Let me make sure I'm getting this right because it's really important to me because it'll keep me up all night. Um who sought to sign him to an NHL C form, the standard league contract for young players at the time. It would have been required that Beliveau join the Canadians at a set date and agreed upon salary. When his father balked, Beliveau signed a B form instead of agreeing to playing for Montreal should he ever decide to go pro. He was called up twice for brief appearances. I might be making all of this up. Like, I might have made up that original uh, story. Let me just get through this. Um, brief appearances in 1950 and 1952, each time playing the minimum number of games that amateur could play at the professional level. He led the Quebec Senior Hockey League in scoring in 1953. However, he did not appear to show much interest in playing professionally. Finally, Selkie got an idea. That is, the owner, the Canadian general manager at the time. If the QSHL were somehow turned into a professional league, Bellabo would have to be a professional as well. Under the terms of the B form, he would have to sign with the Habs. At Selkie's the Habs being the habitants, I know they have weird rules. At Selkey's suggestion, the Canadians owners, the Canadian Arena Company bought the QSHL and converted it from an amateur league to a minor pro league. This forced Bellevue to join the Canadians for the nineteen fifty-three to nineteen fifty-four seasons. Though the Habs owned the NHL rights to all through the Habs owned all the NHL rights to all of the league's players in any case. Now that's a fucking story. And it's completely worthless. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't want to get married, dude. Because how am I able to keep all this worthless info in my head if I had to deal with a freaking nagging wife? You know, am I right, fellas? Anyways, um, I think that's going to be the podcast. What else do you want me to talk about? Kanye West is anti-Semitic? Is that what's going on? Anyways, follow me at all the social links below. Um, thank you guys so much 150 subscribers on YouTube Into the Woods podcast on YouTube below email me at ryanwoodspot.gmail.com at and follow me everywhere love you guys bye